Welcome to Explain the Bible, where we explain the Bible. This is Daniel Jepson. Sometimes I'm joined by Nathan Beasley. We have two other podcasts you might want to check out, Philosophy and Faith and Pretty Good Sermons. Links are in the show notes. Thanks for listening. We are looking at now the next phrase of the Lord's Prayer, which is, hallowed be your name or hallowed be your name. And as we get started, my first question is, how do you pronounce that word? And then the follow-up question, of course, is, and what does it mean? What does hallow mean? So why don't you go ahead and, and help us understand this? Sure. All right. Well, I pronounce it hallow. I can't claim that that's the absolute universal pronunciation of that word. <laughs> but if I say hollow, it implies I'm carving something out from the middle or something. So we're not talking about that. We are not, actually. Okay, okay. <laughs> the word hallow you find exactly two places in our English world today. One is here in the Lord's Prayer, and the other is when we talk about Halloween. That is the only other place in today's world, but that used to be a very common word. Halloween, of course, is a contraction of hallow eve, which means the day before All Hallows Day. What's All Hallows Day? Well, that's just another name for All Saints Day. The day on the religious calendar, at least in the Catholic Church, where the saints or holy people who don't have their own day on the religious calendar are honored. So that's going to give us a clue that it has the idea of holiness. Actually, we see that in the in the consonants of that word, right? Yeah. And that's the idea. To hollow something means to recognize and celebrate its holiness or its sanctity or its specialness. More specifically, it means three things. To set apart something for special reverence. Secondly, to show its special reverence and ultimate worth. And then three, to acknowledge it as the most important and worthy thing. Okay, that's really good and that makes a lot of sense. So what does it mean to pray that God's name is hallowed? What does that mean and and how does that shape us? Right. Well, we have to remember that in the Bible, names are not just handles. They represent all that is involved with that person, especially when it's a key figure like God. So it's symbolic of his nature. It becomes a shorthand way of talking about his glory or his renown as God. So why is this the first request in the Lord's Prayer? After our Father in heaven, the first request is, make your name hallowed or hallowed be your name. Why not go to him asking for things? Hey, you know, I'm not feeling well or somebody I know is going through the struggle. Why is it that this is the first thing in Jesus's template for how we pray the first request? Why is this the first request? Yeah, good question. I think, first of all, it's the most important thing that we can pray for, because ultimately all good things that are going to happen in this world are going to come through God and his kingdom. So in a sense, we're asking in line with those things. But secondly, as humans, we are limited in our knowledge and in our virtue, right? And very often the things that we pray for are not ultimately the best things, either for us or the other people. Sometimes they are, but sometimes not. Yeah. What this involved to begin praying, Lord, let your name be exalted and lifted up and seen as holy. What's involved in that is reorienting my desires and my goals in this prayer and in my life towards what is important 
towards God and not my own desires. And so when I'm praying, let your name be hallowed, immediately then that is kind of a control and a guide to the rest of what I pray to God. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. In, in one way, it serves kind of like a blueprint to the people building a home or a building. The blueprint guides the rest of the things that you do. First, you envision what the building is for. This prayer and my life are for honoring God. And then that guides the rest of the process. So far from being a throwaway phrase, to say, hallow your name, is to orient myself to, first of all, that fundamental truth that there is a God and I'm not him and his ways and his wisdom are greater than mine. And I'm submitting myself to that. Yeah, so what does it look like to pray, hallow your name? How do we do that? Good question. I would say at least a couple things here. First, it means to ask God to open your eyes to see his worth and his beauty. Part of the reason we don't value his name being hallowed is because we don't treasure who he is enough. And sometimes we just need to see it. It's right here in the ordinary of our everyday lives if we have eyes to see that. Elizabeth Barrett Browning had a great poem. She writes, Earth's crammed with heaven, and every common bush afire with God. But only he who sees takes off his shoes. The rest sit around it and pluck blackberries. And that's what we do. We, we live on the surface level, valuing those things that bring us immediate fulfillment um, or pleasure. And we need to ask God to give us eyes to see what's really beautiful, what's really valuable. And that's going to be him. And the second, kind of related to that, is to take worship seriously. And that can be in our corporate worship. We need to pray to God to deliver us from just going through the motions. Yeah. And that's that's difficult for us to to actually mean the things that we pray week after week. But it's something, that's the kind of prayer that God will answer, isn't it? Yeah. And then third, centralize your prayers around this thought of God's name and God's majesty. Prayer is not this magical incantation we pronounce on a spiritual bending machine to get what we want. (laughs) It's falling in love with a person, a father, and seeking to partner with him in the most amazing project imaginable to redeem this world, to make it more like his beauty and his glory and his goodness, more like heaven than it is now. And then the last thing I would say here is if we actually want to do this, it will mean demoting those things that compete with God for centrality in our thoughts and our feelings. Cooperating with God in in hallowing his name means that we look at what is sitting on the throne of our life. That might be our name, what we think of ourselves, or what we think other people think of us. It might be some picture of how we want life to be. It might be our job. It might be our family, that we want them to all be a certain way. But it's looking at all these things and saying, all right, what is on the throne of my life? What do I want more than anything else? Asking that difficult and searching question I think is key to coming to a place where we say, God, the best part of me at least wants your name to be lifted up more than I want these other things. There's a lot packed into that little phrase. Yeah, there is. That's really good and helpful to see. So again, those four things, to begin to pray that God's name be hallowed. 
to ask him to open your eyes to his worth and beauty, to take worship seriously and not just go through the motions, and to centralize our prayers around this thought of God's name and majesty, and then again to demote the things that compete with God for the centrality of our thoughts and feelings. Those are helpful and I can see how doing that makes God's name exalted in and through us yeah. and help reorient our lives to living for him and his glory and not our own. Exactly. And if you actually pray this way, it changes what then after this you pray for. Yeah. Wow. And that's where we're going next. Exactly. Hey, thanks for listening. Hit the subscribe button if you want to hear future episodes. And again, feel free to check out Philosophy and Faith and Pretty Good Servants, our other podcasts. Bye now.